She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. How's everyone doing today? Well, today I'm going to be, we are almost done with season one. Took about two years, but today I'm talking about season one, episode 21, entitled Like Father, Like Son. This episode aired on March 1st, 1986. In this episode, Ted pushes Jamie to try out for the football team. This is fucking insane. If you guys have been following along since I started the podcast, let's go all the way back to season one, episode... I'm going to shoot for nine. This has got to be it. So, okay. In this episode called Slightly Dishonorable, episode nine... Jamie uses Vicky's new read and scan program to do his schoolwork reports for him. Blah, 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 blah. This has to do with... I swear this is the episode where he is doing the football thing. And he's kind of falling behind in school. And he has Vicky kind of help him stay on track with his schoolwork. I swear that he was already doing the football thing. More than once. So why the hell are we getting an episode where Ted pushes Jamie to try out for the football team? Let me look at the DVD box and see if they're just... Okay, Jamie tries out for the peewee football team. So in on the DVD case here, there's no mention, mention of Ted pushing Jamie to try out for the peewee football team. I don't get it. So what was he doing before? YMCA football? Peewee football that's not affiliated with school? And now he's doing like a school sanctioned type of football team? I have no idea. But it just feels like... I I really don't know. I guess we're supposed to see Jamie as kind of your typical average boy who's into sports. This episode's got an 8.2 out of 10. Based on 18 ratings, directed by Bob Claver, writer Howard Myers, creator Howard Leeds. Alright, there's no reviews, there's no... Oh, there's a goof. When Vicky picks up the TV to carry it outside, it is not plugged in and you never see the cord in spite of the fact they had just been watching it. Interesting. Looks like we get the return of Harriet and Reggie, and we have someone playing Coach Simpson, Brad Blazadel, I guess, who sadly left us almost two years ago. Brad Blazadel? I'm looking through his IMDb credits. I'm not really seeing much of what I would recognize this man from. Oh, he's an episode of Family Matters. Okay, that doesn't really help me, but... 
Alright, so kind of what my goal is for 2021 with Season 2 of Small Wonder, because there's only been two seasons that have been released on DVD, is I don't want to spend two years covering Season 2 like I did with Season 1. So what I'm going to do is, it's still going to be once a month, but I'm going to be covering two episodes in one podcast episode, so... And then after 2021, we'll kind of take it from there in regards to season three and four, which someone was able to put up on on YouTube. They're not the greatest quality in the world, but I kind of want to see how the show, the show only gets crazier from here. If we thought season one was crazy, going forward in season three and four, it's just, I've looked through the synopsis of episodes of season three and four, and they are off-the-wall bonkers. At one point, Bonnie, I don't know what the hell happens to her. She leaves because the actress who plays her ends up on Step by Step at some point, playing a character, Mrs. Poole. And then Brandon's sister's living with him, Ida Brindle. Oh, the fucking fuck. It's fucking bananas. Just say your wife died! Brandon, just, he's probably like, oh, well, Bonnie's in Calcutta getting a tan or something, or she's on a cruise, or, oh, she's backpacking through Europe, or, I don't fucking know, something that keeps, I mean, I don't know, I, these episodes, I'm, I've seen them in reruns growing up, but it's been so long that all this stuff, like I say, I watch these episodes, I've not watched them before, so everything, your my reactions are never-before-seen episode reactions, first-hand reactions, so, of course, before I get into the episode, I'd like to let you know where you can follow along with the podcast, find out what episodes I'm going to be covering, how I do this podcast, unlike the Full House podcast, is I'm covering straight through every single episode once a month. For info on the podcast, you can find the Facebook page. She's a Small Wonder, Small Wonder Podcast. Also on Instagram at LBOM Wonder Years Podcast is also where I put up info on Small the Small Wonder Podcast as well. So, All right, without further ado, let's jump into... Like father, like son. So what I want to do to finish out this year is next month I'm going to do a double episode of... And this is really weird because I just looked at IMDb and this has a different title than what's on this DVD case. This one says Vaudeville Vicky. The IMDb title for this next episode that I'll be covering next month is Showbiz or Showbiz Kid or some shit like that. So... And then, of course, The Real Facts of Life is the other one. But I'll go more into detail on what those episodes are about after I'm done covering this one. Alright, so we come out of the intro. We're in the kitchen. It seems like a lot of the time the episode starts in the kitchen with Joan cooking either breakfast or dinner. She's right by the stove. Like, she's just to the left of the sink. And she is so, Joan is so lazy. She's like, Vicky, can you see if the water's boiling in the stove, uh, on the stove in the pot? You can actually, if you were like right near, like in the vicinity of the kitchen, you should be able to hear boiling water. 
She it looks like she's got a couple bowls out, so my guess is she's making oatmeal or soup or I don't know. But this just sounds so lazy. It just kind of reminds me of on Silver Spoons. If you watch Silver Spoons, if you listen to my uh, Silver Spoons podcast on the Punky Brewster podcast sound feed on SoundCloud, <laughs> they have a door opener for their front door. And some they don't seem to use it as much now since I'm covering season, the final season, season five. But they were like less than five feet in front of the door and and there's like a little table there and the remote for the door is right there. Like, I'm not going to walk the two feet here. Just open the, use the door. But it's like, why is it? But Joan, of course, is probably, I don't know. How long has it been, has Vicky been with them? Probably a year at this point, maybe six months, nine months. I don't know. But Jane, 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 Joan has gotten so comfortable and even maybe even a smidge lazy. It's like, well, I don't want to walk over to the stove and peer into the pan to see if the water's boiling. I'm just going to have Vicky do it. Vicky goes over, sticks her finger in there, and you just hear sounds like, oh, yep, it's hot. So now that uh, Vicky's done testing to make sure the water is, in fact, boiling, take out this trash here. Since you're, you know, not doing anything, and I, of course, am, as I'm heading towards the sink. Again, how long has she been with you guys? Nine months? A year? You guys know not to be so... You gotta be more literal with her. You gotta be specific, because she thinks when you say throw out the trash, you mean take the trash can with the trash bag still inside, just throw out the entire trash can with the trash inside. Uh, Joan, seriously, come on. I know you gotta make dinner, but... I love how Vicky goes to the front... Uh, the kitchen door there to throw outside. And I love how she just pulls back and just whips the trash and it just, like, does a circle in the air. I'm like, oh my gosh. And Joan, of course, realizing her mistake, like, oh no, I meant take it and put it by the big can by the garage. Do you have her program to do all of those steps? Because there's more than one step involved. You have to take the trash bag that's filled with trash out of the trash can. Take that. Take it to the trash can by the garage and place it in the trash can by the garage. That's a lot of steps. She can only really do one thing, one specific task at a time. If you have to perform a series of tasks, you probably might want to program her ahead of time. Of course, Vicky, uh, she probably got this from watching TV, as she throws her hands up and says, women, they can't make up their mind. And Joan is all like, Vicky, where did you get that from? And Vicky says, from your husband. Ted, I'm going to kick your ass. (laughs) Vicky, would you see if the water's boiling yet? The water is boiling. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. Oh, now would you throw out this garbage, please? Throw out the garbage. Oh, no. I meant put it in the big can by the garage. Now clean it up, Vicky. 
women. They can't make up their mind. Where did you get that from? From your husband. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Morning, honey. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jamie. Why are you wearing those pedophile glasses, Ted? I'm going late today, Mom. I'm going to the Pee Wee League football tryouts after school. <laughs> Good for you, Jamie. You're a chip off the old block, huh? What do you mean, Dad? Well, I was, uh... I was kind of the star on my high school football team. Bullshit. Of course, I don't like to brag, but... You are a mascot. <laughs> so what position are you going out for? Uh, quarterback, like your dad? No, spectator, like my mom. <laughs> I'm not trying out for the team, Dad. I'm just going to go watch my friend Reggie try out. Well, I'm glad you're not going to play football. It's a violent, brutal sport. Yeah. <clears throat> Honey, come on. It's not that bad. Name one good thing about it. Short skirts under cheerleaders. Well, Jamie, why aren't you going out for the team? Football just doesn't interest me anymore. Oh, anymore. I'm not interested in football. Ted, stop pushing him. Who's pushing? No pressure, no big deal. Bullshit. It's up to him. I mean, he either goes out for the team or breaks his old man's heart. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Ted, I don't want him getting hurt. That makes two of us. <laughs> honey, honey, kids are protected nowadays. I mean, they got pads for everything. They got knee pads, hip pads, shoulder pads. They even have deodorant pads. Really? Come on, Jamie, you won't let me down. You're a Lawson. Huh? Does it mean that much to you, Dad? Sure it does, Jamie. I mean, I'd be real proud of you. Okay, I guess I could <laughs> give it a shot. Hey, Lawsons don't just give it a shot. They really go for it, you know what I mean? And I want you to go out there with a real positive attitude, like a tiger, got it? Got it. Well, let's hear it, tiger. Grr. Grr. I can't hear you. Grr. You sound like a pussycat. I want to hear a real tiger. A real tiger. <laughs> okay. So Jamie comes into the uh, kitchen from the living room, and of course, swinging kitchen door, hits Ted right in the face. He's wearing those fucking wire rim pedophile 80s glasses. Like, you rarely ever see him wear glasses. Why? I don't know. Maybe he needs them for his computer or at his job or something. Who knows? But turns out, Jamie is going to the peewee football tryouts but he's not going there to try out himself he's going to support his friend reggie which awesome awesome and apparently ted was a football player he was even a quarterback and i agree with joan honestly with as far as boys playing football it even in you know 1986 it's still a very violent game today in 2020 there's talks about you know Players that have concussions and the things that affect their brain. And actually, that's one thing I liked about Fuller House in the season two episode where Jackson went out for football. DJ was talking about all the concussions that the football players get and how it's just not safe. And, but Jamie doesn't want really, he says, and I like that he says, I'm not into that anymore as in, at one point earlier on than in like a year, maybe what has, maybe it's been a year, we don't know. That he's just not, that's not his back. He's not into doing the football thing anymore, which fine. I mean, everyone has a right to, ex you know, try different things until they find out, find their niche. But that's not good enough for Ted. He wants Jamie to be a chip off the old block. He figures since 
he's got a son, his son should automatically like sports. There's, and, oh, I just think it's stupid. I really think it's dumb. Just encourage your kids, sons and daughters, what they have an interest in. Don't just say, oh, because you're a, you're a boy, you're gonna go into, you know, sports like I did. It's like, you don't know. They may be an artist. They might like to draw. They may like to performance art. They might like, you know, crafting thing. Who? They might like computers. But no, Ted is just really, I'm like, come on, son, be a tiger. Grr! Like, really go for this, Jamie, okay? Because it would really make me proud. I'm thinking, great, so anything else Jamie does isn't going to make you proud? So yeah, kind of going back to the beginning of the scene, he says, I'm going to the Pee Wee Football League tryout. And Ted's like, oh, well, I don't like to brag, but I was, you know, playing football in high school. Are you going to go out for the role of quarterback like your old man? And Jamie's like, no, spectator like my mom. And at first I'm like, Hater, what? Oh. <laughs> so yeah, he's just going there for moral support, which is awesome. He's being a good friend. You know, this is a non-selfish Jamie scene, and I like that because we don't get many of them. Usually, when Jamie's doing something, he's doing it for himself and his own greed and his own wants. Normally, he pulls Vicky into it. So at least, hey, we get to see Reggie. We have not seen him. I swear, we haven't seen Reggie since the burrito story episode. It's been a while. And even Harriet, I think we haven't seen her for an episode or two. I mean, I know I say how much I hate the Brindles, which Bonnie, honestly, if I had to choose, Harriet, I really hate least. But Bonnie is literally number one, and then Brandon, and then Harriet. So Joan's saying how violent football is. Ted is saying, it's not that bad. And she's like, well, name one thing that's so great about it. He's like, short skirts and pom-poms. It's like, uh-huh, the cheerleaders. Of course you'd be staring at the cheerleaders. Ted, why is it always about ass with you? <laughs> Ted asked Jamie, like, why aren't you interested in this? Or Jamie's like, yeah, I just, I don't want to. It's like, it's a face. It clearly was face. He did it when he was, like, 10. He's probably 11 now. And Ted is really on this macho sportsman trip about, what, a Lawson? Not interested in football? Like, ugh. I am so happy my husband is not a sports nut, because I would not be able to handle a football sports nut. I'm sorry. You know, all you out there that enjoy the football, that's awesome. Good on you. I'm just, I'm not a big, the only, only, only sport, because my husband's into it, on occasion, is hockey. That's it. And the only reason I went to those, you know, hockey games when I lived in Michigan was because of those cream cheese pretzels. Those big soft pretzels. And they stopped selling them. I'm like, well, that's it. I'm done. If you're not going to have the pretzel, I'm not going to come to the game. Yeah, Ted talked like, oh, no pressure, honey. I'm not putting pressure on our son. Ball. He's like, well, he either goes out for the team or he breaks his old man's heart. <sighs> I feel for Jamie. Ted is kind of a jerk a lot of the time. When Remember that time that Jamie needed him for that father-son thing going on at school, that picnic or whatever? And Ted would rather play golf with some world-renowned golfer like who would be like the next fucking Tiger Woods? That shit. 
And this shit that he's doing right now, this is horrible. No child should have to be pressured to, you know, live up to his his old man's Hall of Fame days. And Joan again, she's like, honey, I don't want him getting hurt. And I love Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's saying, that makes two of us. Okay, this has got to be breakfast time. They have orange juice and bowls at the table. Okay, I called it. I think they're doing the, the oatmeal. So Ted is telling Joan how kids are protected. They got the knee pads, the hip pads, the elbow pads, the deodorant pads, shoulder pads. Doesn't say anything about a helmet. <laughs> like, uh, they got helmets, which are also padded. Oh, I just want to slap Ted across the face. He's like, come on, Jamie, you won't let me down. You're a Lawson after all. It's like, fuck you. Oh, Jamie, it's like, Dad, are you sure this would mean so much to you? And Ted is, like, kneeling right next to Jamie's seat at the table. It's like, yeah, and I'd be real proud of you, too. So it's like, well, what about the other times? Are you not proud? Why does it always got to be the sports is the only way to shine in, in a fa- sometimes in, in families that are so sp- Sports oriented, like, unless you're into sports, you're like nothing. Makes me think of the kid from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, you know, little Russ Thompson, how his dad was all on his ass all the time about the fact that, well, my son's not too small for football, and here, you lift these weights, and you'll be just like me. Like, the fuck? I don't know, this probably could be the next, is it the it must be later that day because Joan is wearing the same outfit. Vicky always wears the same, you know, red dress, white pinafore. And she's watching, I'm guessing, a soap opera. We don't see the television, but we can hear, like, the sounds of it. It sounds like it's a soap opera. Joan goes over, turns off the television. It's like, I don't know why I waste my time watching those junkie soap operas. It's like, because they're addicting. Or at least, I remember when I was 11, my soap opera of choice was all my children. You know Erica Kane with, like, how many damn times she'd been down the fucking wedding aisle? 11, at least. I don't know how, I mean, I stopped watching after a certain point, I'm like, and then, I guess on YouTube, there's some old ass episodes from the 90s of All My Children, and that's right around the time that I was watching, like, 93, 94, and I'm just like, look at, like, how the hell was I into the shit? Like, I was too into it to the point where my grandma and my dad were both like really concerned i was buying soap soap opera digest soap opera soap opera weekly and they're just like this isn't normal for an 11 12 year old to be this into a soap opera because i was just so the tv shows when i watched growing up i was so like into them like Maybe I, maybe I took him a little realer than I should have. I don't know, but I don't think it was that big of a deal to be concerned. It's just a fucking soap opera. Oh, no, Joan, don't say that. Because she's like, it'd be better to just get rid of the TV set. And they got a pretty decent TV set. That's got to be at least, what, a 20, 25-inch screen? And you know what happens when you just say something that Vicky can take literally because she gets up off the couch and she goes over and like get rid of the TV set like no don't do that I gotta say this couch 
looks like literally the comfiest couch in the world. It really does. It's actually bigger than the Tanner couch, which it seems like sometimes on TV shows, the couches are always pretty small that only fit like two people on it, yet you can fit like four. This one looks like you could literally fit at least four people on this couch and still have leg room and butt room where you're not all squished together. Okay, I take it back. That is not a 25-inch TV. That looks more like a 15-inch TV. It even has a handle on the top for Vicky to grip. And of course, Joan, <laughs> she's got a biz. Her days are filled with watering plants. She's got plants in the house. She's got umpteen plants at the front door just outside of it. A little atrium thing going on. And I'm just like, holy shit, that is your career, babe. You can go be watering plants for a living. She's got so damn many. She's got a literal garden right outside her front door. I'm like, holy shit. I, I don't have a green thumb. I don't ask people to get me plants or, or little flowers or any of that shit. I, nothing against people that love the flowers, that love to water them. Great. That's awesome. I just. Half the time I forget. Even recently before, you know, we moved and we were getting our house ready to put on the market, I had to get, like, this potted plant type thing. I just got, like, a small plant to put inside this larger pot. And I think a couple of days when I was like, oh, that's right, I gotta water that plant or it's gonna die. Uh, I am not good with this. I don't remember. I mean, I have a cat, and I'm happy that I remember to feed and water her every single day. Right, Quinny? That's right. She's alive, everybody. She's actually hanging out in the doorway of my podcasting room. Aren't you, Quinnels? We've been here almost two months. You'd think she'd get used to the noises. We're, like, on the bottom floor. And there's noises, like, all over, you know, up... You know, the ceiling, the outside, people walking around. Noises all over the place, Quinnels. Shit! The way that she throws things that they're tumbling end over end, just like the trash. And you hear the thing shatter. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, you actually see their mailbox and uh, the doorbell. That's kind of cool. And Joan comes like, oh, no, Vicky! Oh, I guess it was my fault. You think? How many times? We got two now. Two times where she said something and not giving clear direction. This time she was just, oh, gee, I'm just get rid of the TV. That was just her just thinking out loud. But it's like, even that, it's like, come on. We're 21 episodes in. How often is this going to happen? That you're not going to be like, oh, I got to watch what I say. Because she does take this literally. What if you said, wow, maybe I'd look good with a buzz cut. She'd be going to get the clippers. Yes! Always! Watch what you say in front of her. You should have already known that 21 episodes in. But then again, therein lies the hilarity. Because no matter how long Vicky's with them, she's always going to take everything very, very literally. comes in with his briefcase and he's like, oh, what happened to the television set? Like, Vicky happened to it. He's got a a football. Ted! Ted! Enough! Damn it, you and your pressure. 
You think Jamie wants to see that crap? We haven't even heard how his day went with the whole tryout thing. To bring a football, you're probably like, hey, son, I see you went to football practice. Let's practice out on the front lawn. Fuck you. He's like asking someone who bags groceries for a living if as soon as they get home, hey, want to help me unbag these groceries that I just got? No. <laughs> I don't know why I keep wasting my time watching those junky soap operas. I'd be better off to get rid of the TV set. Get rid of the TV set. <laughs> oh no, Mickey! Well, I guess it was my fault. I gotta watch what I say in front of you. What happened to the television set? She has to watch what she says in front of me. Duh. Got the picture. <clears throat> well, I uh, guess we uh, needed a new one anyway, right? Well, what's the football for? You going out for the Pee Wee League? It's a surprise for Jamie, so he can practice at home. Why would he want to do that? Now, your hand's about the same size as Jamie's. Uh, see if you can grip it like this. Grip it like that. Perfect fit. Now make like you're throwing it like this. Make like I'm throwing it. Give it! <laughs> we needed a new one anyway. Yeah, a new window on the TV. Hi. What's going on around here? Vicky. Gotcha. Just for the oh, I'm going to go clean that up. Thanks. So, how did the first day of tryouts go? How'd you do, huh? Well, there are good news and bad Hi. news. What? The good news is that most of my passes were caught. Well, great. What's the bad news? They were caught by the people sitting on the bench. <laughs> Come on, Jamie. You had a bad day. Big deal. You'll get better. And I bought this football home so you can practice at home here, huh? In fact, why don't we go out back right now and I'll give you some pointers. Okay? No. I don't feel much like practicing right now, Dad. You're just doing Come that. Come on, Jamie. It'll be fun. Come on. Let's go, Tiger. <sighs> so Ted comes home... Like I said, football in hand, we already know what his intentions are, and go, what happened to the TV? And Vicky's like, she has to watch what she says in front of me? It's like, yeah. So, even Joan's like, oh, are you going to go out for the peewee team too? And he's like, no, it's for Jamie. I thought this way would be fun. We could, you know, practice at home together, and I can show him some stuff. So he's like, hey, Vicky, your hands are probably about the size, same size as Jamie's. Why don't you grab it and then kind of act like you're throwing it. And she's like, act like I'm throwing it. It goes right through the damn window. It's like, <sighs> so it's like the same fucking joke, only with the football instead of the television. Jamie comes in. He's, <laughs> at first I'm like, where are those wires? Because he's, he's also holding the football. And I'm like, oh, those are rabbit ears from the television. And when Vicky broke the window, <laughs> to, Joan's like, oh, I guess we need a, n n we can always get a new one of those too. It's like, oh, we need a new TV. So Ted is just like, Jamie, tell me all about your day at Trias. I want to hear about it. And Jamie's like, well, I did throw some good passes. However, the people that caught it were the ones that were sitting on the bleachers in the stands. 
And Ted's like, oh, Jamie, I mean, it's normal to have a rough day and everything, but you'll get back out there and you'll be good. And, you know, I brought this football here so that way you can practice at home, too. And Jamie's like, Dad, I really don't want to do that. It's like, he's been doing that since he got out of school. I think he's had enough of the football. But Ted won't hear of it. He's like, that's, I'm gonna, he ends up putting up a tire in the, if you even want to call this a backyard, because it's not. It's the garage, the space between the garage and the house. You could even just call that a little patio area, because that is not a backyard. Jamie's just, he's over this damn football shit. He didn't even want to do the tryouts. And he just realized, you know, he kind of sucks at it. So, Ted just, he will not drop this. He will not stop until Jamie is, like, as good as fucking Joe Montana or Dan Marino. Alright, those are the only football names I can come up with off the top of my head. And Dan Marino only because of Ace Ventura. He says the good news, and Jamie says... In the living room, like, the good news, I have good news and bad news. The good news is my passes were caught. The bad news is they were caught by the people sitting in the stands. Oh, they were caught by the people sitting on the bench. Ugh, that sucks. Well, whatever. It's whatever. Ted is so ready to go out to the backyard with that football. It's like, come on, let's go out right now. It's like, Jamie just got home. You just got home from work. You are really ready. Just go out. You are so pumped to energy after putting in eight hours of sitting on your ass at your job that you are ready to just go out there and toss a fucking football around. I mean, I'm a Jamie. Like, I want, like, dude, I've been doing that for the last, like, hour and a half, two hours. I want to, like, sit down for a minute. I mean, I get he's a kid, and kids supposedly have bounds of energy, but he doesn't want to do this. And I feel so bad that his father is just on his ass about this, and it sucks. Did another fucking lion roar, or tiger roar from Vicky that actually the camera shakes while she's doing it, which it didn't the last time. It's like, eh, the effects are... I feel bad for... Tiffany, who who plays Vicky, that has to have the whole gaping mouth while the sound effect is is played. I do not like the setup here. How Ted has rigged this tire? He's got a rope from the 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 top of the garage, and he's got like two on either side of the ground, kind of holding it, but the thing is, there's not a lot of space between the tire and the door to the garage. Get it? You work with what you got. Okay, apparently what Ted wants is to throw the football through the tire, but you can't hit the sides of it. Oh boy. So Ted, of course, Mr. Quarterback, high school quarterback is going to show Jamie how it's done. I love how Ted, all he did was take off his jacket. Still got his work pants, his work shirt, his tie, his shoes on. Didn't change into like, here, let me throw on some old pants and a t-shirt. It's like, those dress pants, those work pants, those are kind of like, and that dress shirt. It's like, I think that stuff is kind of restricting. It's like, you gotta be able to move your arms, like, really good. But I don't know, maybe Ted will surprise us, who knows honestly feel like he's all talk and he really honestly just is not as good as he once was. 
He just wants to relive his glory days through his kid. How Dan Scott of him. If you guys are familiar with Dan Scott from One Tree Hill. Fulfilling his basketball dreams through his son Nathan. He wasn't even fucking close with that throw. He was not even remotely anywhere near it. Like, gee, Dad, you suck. Are you sure you were a quarterback in high school? You sure you weren't the mascot? Jamie's like, well, you didn't hit the signs. <laughs> you suck. Of course, he's got he's to like make excuses. Like, oh, you see, uh, Jamie, the arm's a little uh, rusty. It's like, because you haven't played in over 10 plus years. I get it. Uh-huh. Yep. Old age setting in. <sighs> I love how Mickey's calling him on that because he's like, oh, what? Well, it's been 10, 12 years since uh, I was a quarterback in high school. And Vicky's like, your memory's a little rusty. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's see. Attempt number two. I bet it's going to go even farther. We still haven't seen Reggie or Harry yet. When are they coming on the scene? I mean, I like the episode okay, but it's like, let's bring in some more interaction with some other kids to make liven it up a little bit. That's the thing. Jamie's like, Dad, maybe I'm not cut out to be a quarterback. It's like... So, even if he had made the team and he hadn't made quarterback, would that not have been good enough for Tad? Like, oh, no, you gotta be a quarterback, son. I was a quarterback, so you should you. Like, I mean, I don't know all the positions, but running back, halfback, fullback, fuck, I don't know. Are those, those are positions on football teams, right? Or I'm just pulling those terms out of my ass, I don't know. I want to punch him. He's like, what are you saying, son? You sound like a loser. Oh, I want to beat his ass so bad right now. Ted, don't you ever call your son a loser. That is horrible. Only losers call their kids losers. Okay, now, Jamie, this will be real good practice for you. The idea is to throw the ball through this tire without hitting the side. I'll show you what I mean. Feedback like it's all the wrist, all the the wrist. Mm Mm-hmm. Not even close. Well, you didn't hit the sides. Very funny. Vicky, you go get the ball. I see, Jane, the old arm's a little rusty. I mean, after all, it's been, what, ooh, uh, 10, 12 years since I was a quarterback in high school. Your memory is a little rusty, too. (laughs) Who asked you? Give me the ball. I bet he was never even a quarterback. Well, Dad, maybe I'm just not cut out to be a quarterback. What are you saying? You sound like a loser, not a lawsuit. What an ass! Come on, you're not a loser. Like father, like son, huh? you! Yeah, right. Okay, that's the spirit. Now, Jamie, passing is the most important skill a quarterback can have. But it's not everything. Scrambling is important, too, right? Being able to fake your opponent out. I'll show you what I mean. Okay, Vicky, you uh, make like you're the other team and get down like this, okay? Okay. Okay, now, when I give you the big hat, you charge at me. Got it? Charge at you. Okay. Ready? Ready. Hut! Hut! Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is her head made out of? Looks like she knocked on your big hut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you, you get the idea, huh? Keep practicing, ooh. <laughs> what a wiener. Keep practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that shit, sweetie. 
Harriet, one of these days, they're going to bronze your ears and put them in the Snoopers Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, thank you. Aren't my pom-poms cute? Of course, when I'm a cheerleader in high school, I'll have bigger pom-poms. <laughs> one here to cheer me up for you? No. No. What do you mean, no? I mean, no. I worked on it all afternoon, you win great. Hey, go pop your pom-poms. <laughs> go ahead. If you insist, yeah. just cheer about your name. Okay. Jamie. Ready? No. Ready. Here goes. Jamie a J. <laughs> That's it? Uh-huh. What about the rest of my name? I don't know how to spell it. Are you insane? How fucking old are you? Do you know what L-O-S-T spells? Lost. Yeah. Now why don't you put a G-E-T in front of it and do it? <laughs> oh, that was a good one, Jamie. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I just... I gotta say, this scene here... Ted basically calling Jamie a loser because of his negative talk. Like, Dad, what if I'm not cut out for football? Jamie, that's loser talk. You don't want to be a loser. <laughs> that, honestly, for me, tops Ted trying to get out of that father-son picnic to go golf. That, don't ever call your kid a loser. What the hell is wrong with you? And here I thought Brandon Brindle was a piece of shit, Dad. I think Ted's topping that list. I bet anything, I mean, if I were Joan and I'd overheard Ted call Jamie that, you can bet I'd be, oh my god. So, of course, Ted is preaching the fine art of being a quarterback by passing and scrimmaging and scuffling or whatever the, whatever he's talking about. So he has Vicky, like, pretend that she is the opposing team and get down in, into a little hut like I'm gonna like drive you forward position. I don't know what the official term is. And she plows her head right into Ted's stomach. And he acts like he broke her up. Like, because oh! he goes, she knocks him right on his ass, which well deserved. Thank you. He's like, oh, keep practicing, Jamie. You'll get it. And he's like hunched over as he's walking into the kitchen. Like, oh, you big damn wiener. You... Jamie does not need to take advice from you. You are a terrible father. <laughs> Seeing Vicky come and kind of mimic Ted, like, oh, keep practicing, like putting a hand on her lower back. But Jamie's getting ready to throw the football through that tire. Who comes around the corner? Why? It's. Harriet! And she is dressed in gold and blue cheerleader outfit. It's like a blue skirt with blue suspenders, yellow shirt that looks kind of like a jersey shirt with a blue H on the front. She's got gold and blue pom-poms and also a little blue scrunchie because she's got her hair always in pigtails. One is scrunchie is blue, the other one yellow. Jamie just looks at her like, why are you dressed like that? She's like, oh, well, this morning at breakfast, I heard that you were trying out for the football team. And he's like, how did you happen to hear that? 
And she says, well, I have my ear up against your kitchen door. They need to put a lock on that door that separates their yard from the Brindles. That is the problem right there. But you know she'll just get a ladder and climb over the side. That's the problem. They're always leaving that gate unlocked. You want to solve your Brindle problem? Lock that door. Now, I gotta say this. I mean, Emily Schulman, who plays Harriet, she's a redhead. She's got pale skin, freckle face. And I'm not putting her down or anything, but that yellow really makes her skin look washed out. It really, really does. I mean, she's a cute girl. I'm happy that she went on to do what she wanted to do with her life, most likely not in acting and, you know, becoming a mother and all that good stuff. But, uh... And I mean, even though you know I'm not a fan of Harriet, she's on the she's on the very low scale of the I hate Brindle fan club here. Um, but I just feel like this episode could have definitely needed some annoyance of Harriet to kind of get me through it. I mean, it was an it's an okay episode so far, but let's kind of like. Uh, Kind of mix things up a smidge. She even made a cheer for Jamie. That was, I guess, kind of sweet. But he, like, I don't want to hear it. And she's like, what do you mean, no? I worked on it all afternoon. So, Jamie's 11, right? Harriet looks like she's at least nine years old. And she starts with his name. Give me a J. And then she just stands there. And Jamie's like, uh, is that it? She's like, well, that's all I have so far. I don't know how to spell your name. And I'm thinking, wait just a damn second here. Are you shitting me? You are nine years old and you can't spell Jamie? Can she spell Harriet? Because Harriet is a lot longer than Jamie. I mean, because I, I know there's like two different ways to spell Jamie. There's J-A-M-I-E, which sometimes could be used for a girl or a guy. Then it's J. A-I-M-E, which I guess also guy or girl. I guess the placement of the I doesn't really make a difference. It's Jamie either way. That kind of makes me think of that um, show Malcolm in the Middle, the big thing about um, Malcolm's mother, Lois, having another kid. And it was a big secret about whether she had a boy or a girl. And when the next season started, you're like, I wonder what she had. Did she have a boy? Did she have a girl? And for the longest damn time, you couldn't tell because the baby's name was Jamie. Kind of a unisex name. Could be a guy, could be a girl. We don't know. Until she said he. I'm like, okay, well then she has... Five boys. All right. That's kind of a cute joke from Jamie. He said, one day they're going to bronze your ears and put them in the Snoopers Hall of Fame. I thought that was kind of cute. I do, and I don't really talk much about the wardrobe too much, but I do kind of like this cheerleading outfit that they do have for Harriet. Like I said, the yellow does make her skin look a little washed out, but it's still, it's cute. Whoever worked on it on the set did a great job. I like the yellow and blue, like, pom-pom adornments on either of her pigtails. It's cute, too. Well, I'm just now looking, like, really looking at that skirt is very, very, very short. Too short for a girl that young. No, honestly, no girl should have a skirt that short. Oh, I gotta ask. I mean, and you guys heard the clip before I started talking about this. When she says, aren't my pom-poms cute? Of course, when I get to high school, I'll have bigger pom-poms. 
is she talking about actually pom poms or is that a like um way of saying she'll get bigger boobs in high school? I'm I could be reaching, but I swear that sounds like a euphemism for I'll get boobs. Like pom poms I don't know. It 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 sounds like you saying, you know, I'll get boobs in high school or bigger quote unquote pom poms. I don't know. She worked on this chair all afternoon, and she calls him an ingrate. Well, I'm sure the chair sucks. I mean, you guys heard it. It was horrible. She only had one letter of his name done. Now, this was cute. I like how he's like, okay, okay, don't pop your pom-poms. <laughs> okay, it does definitely look like Emily is getting her, her teeth in. Like, one is kind of... I don't think that two... When you're... Two front teeth are missing. Do they grow at the same back end with adult teeth at the same time? Because one looks like it's growing in, but the other one is still just a stump. Kind of makes me think when I was watching different strokes and Arnold had his two front teeth missing. And you could kind of see over the course of episodes, his teeth were starting to grow in, but they're a little uneven. Like, one's growing faster than the other one. It's kind of, it's cute. Like, you're watching these kids, you know, grow up over the seasons and just, <laughs> like, you're getting your baby, you're losing your baby teeth, you're getting your adult teeth. I mean, she just put a lot of oomph into get me a J, like, doing, like, a, like, arms stretched out, <laughs> like a cheerleader. It's cute. I love how the audience just kind of laughs because it's like, you're almost like, uh, and, okay, is this it? Are you warming up for the next letters? And even Jamie's like, are you done? Is that it? And she says, well, I, I didn't know the rest of your, how do you spell the rest of your name? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Really? His name is short. It's five letters. Hers is H-A-R-R-E-T. There's two R's in Harry, right? So that's like six le- wait. It's H-A-R-R-I-E. It's like seven, out whatever. And Jamie's like, well, Harriet, do you know what L-O-S-T spells? And <laughs> she says, lost. And he's like, great, put a G-E-T in front of it. <laughs> As in, get lost. And she leaves, I want to lock that dang door. Okay, now we do see Reggie in the locker room. See you guys tomorrow. How you doing, son? Not so great, Coach Simpson. Yeah. Oh. Sorry I had to cut you from the team, Jamie. I wish I had room for everybody, but I barely have enough uniforms for the whole team as it is. Oh, that sucks. I understand. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll make the team next year. Yeah, I can be the tackling dummy. Could <laughs> make him the mascot. Look, uh, don't let it get you down, son. It's just a game. Hey, look good out there today, Reggie. Keep it up, okay? Thanks, Coach. I will. Sorry you got cut. Thanks. When I made that touchdown, did you like my victory dance? Oh, adorable, Reggie. Is that what that was? I thought you had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's cute. I did. Oh, no. Come on, let's go home. That's the one place I wish I didn't have to go. What do you mean? You see, my dad expects me to be a football star like he was. How do I tell him I got cut from the team? You'll have to tell him sooner or later. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward the later. 
Like as a surprise for his 75th birthday? <laughs> I gotta say, I love this coach. He is so much more positive than Ted is. Especially, like, I'm... He, He's honest with James. Like, I'm sorry I had to cut you from the team. I mean, I wish that I could have everybody on the team. Unfortunately, there aren't enough uniforms. But he, he even says, you know, maybe next year. If you want to try out next year, I, we could definitely use you. And Jamie, of course, putting himself down like, yeah, I can be the tackling dummy. And But I love what the coach says is it's just a game. And that's exactly it. It's just a game. Ted needs to realize that. And you're putting pressure on your kid. The fact that, no, Jamie doesn't even want to go home. Because he doesn't want to face his dad and say that he got cut from the team. And, of course, you know, Reggie made the team. He made that touchdown. He did this really cool, like, uh, football shuffle. I don't know. It was it was cool looking. I liked it. I thought it was cool. And Jamie's like, oh, man. Yeah, actually, I thought you had to go pee. <laughs> and Reggie's like... I did. <laughs> and, but Reggie is such a supportive friend for Jamie. It's like, I'm sorry you got cut, you know. You know, we, let's go home. And Jamie tells me, you know, I don't want to go home. My dad's expecting me to be this big football player. I don't want to disappoint him. I mean, and Reggie says, we're going to have to tell him sooner or later. And Jamie's like, well, I was hoping for later, like on his 75th birthday. It's like, dude. I know it sucks. Your dad's going to be disappointed. He's going to have to get over it. I mean, come on. Well, looks like Ted's at it again. He's in the quote-unquote backyard. Vicky is bent over with the football, getting ready to hike it to, you know, underneath the, the Ted. Looks like his arm or whatever's doing better. No! Where is the room that he thinks he can chuck that football? He's got the house and he's got the garage right there. There's like maybe 20 feet of space. Uh, still didn't make it through that tire. Not surprising. I love how Vicky's like, you missed again. He has the gall to say, I suppose you could do it better. Like, hells yes, Vicky could do it better. A thousand times better with her eyes closed on top of the roof. Better and have it still go through that tire a thousand times over you. Don't tempt. You're 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 fighting a losing battle, Ted. I'm sorry. He gets the football and says, "I suppose I could do it better." And Ted's a cocky little robot. It's like you programmed her. She's got strength. She's got speed. You're telling me you don't think she can put that right? So she's gonna put it through that tire and right through that door that it's in front of. Blue forty-seven. He's back. He fires. You suck. You missed again. When I want your opinion, I'll give you one. I suppose you think you could do it better, huh? I suppose I could do it better. Cocky little robot. Aren't She's you? repeating what you said. Go ahead, try it. You think it's easy? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Wild. I, exactly. I knew it was going to go right through that door. Oh, well, we needed a new one anyway. <laughs> new window, new Hi, TV, new door. What happened to the garage? Uh, well, I guess I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I threw the ball to you the You didn't do shit. <laughs> shit. Forgot my own strength, you know. That's not all you forgot. 
So uh, how was practice? It was quite a day. I knew it. You knew what? Well, your smile tells it all. You made the team. First string quarterback, right? Oh, I don't want to brag. Modest, just like me. Oh, shit. Uh, gosh, Jamie, I'm really proud of you. Buddy, Congratulations. You the truth, I gotta tell man. you, Mom. My son, the quarterback. He's 11 years old. Man, have I got a problem. My belt and computer is capable of solving problems. Not this one. You see, I didn't really make the team. <coughs> Your father thinks you did. Yeah, and I think it's best to let him keep on thinking that. So better not say anything. Zip your lip. Zip my lip. <laughs> so, Jamie comes in the yard. He's got his bag. At first, I wasn't sure, like, it's just got his football, fake football stuff. Nothing in there. And he, he just, he can't let his dad down. His dad is just putting his kid on a pedal. Oh, you're a quarterback, too. First string quarterback, right? And, of course, Jamie doesn't have the heart to tell his father or the guts, which I get it. And he's like, oh, well, I don't like to brag. And then Ted goes into the house and Jamie's like, well, I'm in for it now. And he basically swears Vicky to secrecy. Like, do not tell him, okay? He needs to keep thinking that I made the team. Zip your lip. And then, of course, we hear Vicky go, Zip. So, oh, here comes Jamie around the corner. And why is Harriet sitting on the letter of his treehouse? Oh, did she finally learn his name and create a cheer with all the letters of his name? I've been working on your cheer for three days. That's nice. And guess what? I can do your whole name now. That's nice. And guess what? I know you got cut from the football team. How in the... Oh, shit. She was listening. That's not so nice. How'd you find that out, Harriet? I went to the field to cheer for you. And they told me. Jamie, how could you do that to me? To you? Yeah, I worked girl. my pom-pom to the bone on your chair. Who cares? I didn't ask you to. And now I can't use it. But I guess that's nothing compared to your problem. Oh, and what problem is that, Harriet? That you haven't told your father yet. Harriet, how'd you find that out? Knowing me, how could you ask a dumb question like that? <laughs> You're so right, rabbit ears. <laughs> It'd be a real shame if someone told your father you got cut. Get the picture. Loud and clear. Okay, Harriet, what do you want? Well, let me put it this way. Give me a C. Give me an A. Give me a T. Give me an E. Give me a D. Give me a D. Give me a D. Well, Harriet, let me put it this way. Give me a no. Give me a way. Give me a no way. Yes. Okay, Jamie, then I guess it's all right if I tell your father the truth. No, wait. Okay, I'll take you on a date. To the movies. The movies. And you'll buy me popcorn and hold my hand. Oh. Harriet. And no butter on the popcorn, because my hand will slip out of yours. Yeah. <laughs> You're pushing your luck, woman. Yeah. And they want you to call me 
Sweetie Poo. Ew. There is no way that I'm going to call you Sweetie Poo. Oh, Mr. Lawson. Pipe down, Sweetie Poo. <laughs> So, of course, Harriet found out because she wanted to go cheer for Jamie. <laughs> she went to the football field, found out he got cut. Cut. He's not on the team. And then now she's going to blackmail him saying, I want you to take me on a D-A-T-E or I'm going to tell your father that you were cut. Jamie, of course, you know, he's in a pickle. He's like, girl, girl, girl. So, yeah, she's like, I want you to take me to the boobies and hold my hand and call me Sweetie Poo. <laughs> Dang it, Brindle. So, I mean, instead of actually facing his father, you know what? Why doesn't he just go to his mom and explain the situation and she could help him out instead of tail tuck between the legs and he's like, I guess I'm taking no damn movies. Ugh. I, I feel for Jamie. I really, really do. He's in a heck of a situation. He doesn't want to let his dad down. His dad's being a jerk. Because he just sees his kid as being the next quarterback, Ted Lawson Jr. Alright, now we're in the kitchen. Looks like Joan's going to have Vicky help her with laundry. She like, help me put the laundry away. So what does that mean? Like... Are we going to get another instance? Because we've got what? We've got the trash that was thrown out the door. We've got the TV that was thrown out the door. we got a broken window. we got a broken garage door. My guess is the laundry is the next thing that's going to be thrown outside. Or thrown somewhere. You can help me with this. Uh, please separate the laundry into two piles. Separate the laundry into two piles. It should be simple enough. No! Oh, gosh, she's ripping it! Oh, I did it again, stupid. You did it again, stupid. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Jamie. How was football practice? Okay. Jamie, you're being careful, aren't you? I still think that football's a very dangerous sport. There's no Don't worry, dinner. Mom. The way I play, they never lay a hand on me. Because I'm not playing. Hey, 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 Joe Montana Jr. Come here, Jamie. I want to show you this. I just remembered an old high school oh. play. 46 Trap Flea Flicker. Who just cares? writing it down for you. Looks awful complicated, Dad. Yeah, maybe that's why we never used it. <laughs> well, you all excited about the big game Saturday? Huh? I can't wait. We don't sound very excited. What's wrong? <clears throat> Nothing's wrong, Dad. Come on. You can't fool old Dad. What's wrong? Come on. Well, I guess I should tell you. You don't have to. I already know. You do? First game jitters. Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, right. See? As steady as a rock, Jamie. Yeah, but I throw with this one. <laughs> so could you do me a big favor? You name it. Don't come to the game Saturday. What? Jamie, you gotta be kidding. I was even planning on getting there a little early. Like Friday. Dad, if you're there, then I'll be even more nervous and I won't play as well. Sure you will. Half the fun of my being there is being able to stick it to the other fathers. You can call them up after the game and stick it to them in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, sit down and relax. You'll be great. You'll dazzle them. You're, you'll tear them to pieces. Like father, like son, huh? Oh, they're going to stop throwing the episode I can't wait around. to go to that game on Saturday. Damn it. 
Well, I guess one of us should be there. <laughs> so, how, I don't get how Vicky, because Joan gives her a symbol, like, separate the laundry. Well, I guess if you mean separate, like, how do you get rip apart? Separate the laundry. She should have said, take the colored clothes and the non one and just, I don't know. How do you get sep rip apart from separate, I don't know, but like, you know, literal, 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 literal. Jamie, of course, goes into the through the kitchen, and you know Joan. She's like, "Oh, football's violent. You are being careful." And Jamie, of course, since he's not playing, it's like, "Mom, trust me. The way I play, no one can touch me." He goes into the living room. Ted is there working on some old play from his high school days. Which, even if Jamie were playing, they'd be going based on what the coach's plays would be. He's like, "Oh, my." Dad had this one from high school. Do you think we can use it? We can't. Okay. <laughs> and Jimmy, it's like, oh, I just, I wish he would just tell his dad. But he's just, again, constantly bringing my father like son, Joe Montana Jr. I, I feel bad because he's like, oh, the shank getting the shakes. I'm so nervous. You know, don't come to my game, by the way. And Ted's like, I want to get there early, like Friday. I want to, like, stick it to all the other fathers. And Jamie's like, maybe you could stick it to him after the game, like, from the privacy of your, the comfort of your own home. And he's like, no, no, I can't wait to see you play. And he leaves. And Jamie's like, oh, fun. at least one of us will be there. All right, now we're going back to the locker room. And Reggie's there. Uh, he's got a weird look on his face. What's going on? Stinky socks? Real Ted, of course, was talking about, oh, you got the jitters, huh? First game jitters. And Jamie's like, yeah, look at this. And Ted's like, wow, solid as a rock. And he puts out his other arm. Yeah, yeah, but I throw with this one. He's like, eh, shaking it. All right, what's up with Reggie's face here? What's going on, Reggie? Stinky socks? Let's find out. Ready to go, Reggie? Yeah. What are you going to do when your dad finds out? You're not playing the game tomorrow. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Can't play on a sprained ankle. Good thinking. Just don't tell him you got it falling off the bench. <laughs> and I'll put on a real pained expression on my face, like this. <laughs> It'll be even better if you live on the same foot. <laughs> yeah, really. Got to be convincing. Oh, I thought it was that was the game was gonna. That's why they're in the locker room. No, it's the day before the game, and it looks like they're getting ready to go. Jamie is thinking he's gonna convince his dad that he's been injured. So if he goes around with a limp, no way I can play. And Reggie's like, yeah, but why don't you try limping on the same foot you were limping on before? It's like you gotta be uh, credible and convincing. I ain't gonna convince him if you start limping with the other foot. Like, uh, I can convince him that I sprained my ankle. <sighs> Whatever. Well, the way he was walking, it's like he was grabbing his hip. Like, oh, oh, like you're like 75 years old. What in the hell? Kid, <laughs> you gotta learn in your sports injuries. Okay, here we go. What's gonna be ruined this time? We got... 
Vicky with a feather duster. We got Joan coming in with the vacuum. Oh my, what's going to happen to the vacuum? We've already got a tally of many things that were ruined. Clothes that probably need to be replaced now that Vicky ripped in half. Go to my bedroom and dust the bureau and the nightstands. <laughs> the bureau and the nightstands. Yeah, she said dust Having them. a robot in the family sure makes life easier. Easier for you, not for me. <laughs> You're not even really dusting anything. You're just touching. Honey? Honey? What? I can't understand this. The local paper carries the... The local paper carries the lineups and schedules for the Pee Wee League home games. And Jamie's name is not on the roster. Must be an oversight. Or maybe there's some favoritism going on. I won't be long, honey. I'm gonna go have a little talk with Jamie's coach. You better not. Well, don't be one of those pushy football fathers. Really? Who's pushy? I'm entitled to an explanation. And if I don't get one, then I'll be pushy. Well, don't forget to wear these. What for? Maybe you won't hit a man with glasses. <laughs> pedophile glasses? Leave <laughs> okay, I gotta ask. Do they really print rosters and, like, the lineup of peewee football. I mean, and this is back in 1986. Did they do that? Did they do that? Any of you listening from your hometowns that were on peewee football, did they print lineups in the paper? If you grew up in like a small town and not a lot happened and football was like the end-all be-all of the... Uh, I, I don't... I never... <laughs> trying to think. Who else did I have? I had some cousins playing football, but... That was by the time they got to high school. So, Ted is so enraged, he's going to pay a call to the coach's house to demand an explanation why Jamie's name is not on the list. And <laughs> Joan is like, maybe it's an oversight. And of course, she hands him the pedophile glasses that he just took off and says, here, maybe he won't. the coach won't hit a man with glasses. The coach is a pretty reasonable guy. He'd probably say... Well, you need to talk to your son about that and why I cut him. I mean, the explanation that the coach kind of gave Jamie is it's not like that Jamie wasn't good. It's just that he only had enough uniforms to go around. And he was probably like a process of elimination of like the best of the best. So, All right now we go to the kitchen door. It looks like Jamie is coming in, probably going to come in with a sprained ankle and... A f you know, his fake injury. He can at least tell his mom what's going on. He's got to tell someone. Because this has got to be eating him up inside. This guilt that he's feeling. What is in that little bag that he's carrying? It's clearly not football stuff. What's in there? Jamie, what happened to your leg? kind of twisted it in practice today. Oh, I was afraid that was going to happen. Let me have a look at it. Oh, no, it's okay. The coach already did. Is Dad home? We just missed him. He went to go have a talk with your coach. Coach Simpson? Yeah. Gotta go, Mom. Bye. <laughs> You're limp. It's gone. Well, what do you know? Okay, clearly. Tell her the truth, it's kid. It's a miracle. Tell her the truth. Thank you. <laughs> 
care how this whole, or has he just not met with the coach yet? I thought he was going to the guy's house, how he's got the enters, I don't know. Jamie comes in, Joan is vacuuming, he comes in with a limp. The way that Joan reacts to a sprained ankle is if Jamie came in and his head is just gushing blood from head-to-head contact without the helmets. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's a sprained damn ink. I mean, I get it. But when she goes to look at it, he's like, no, my coach already looked at it. It's fine. And his dad around, and she says, no, he actually went to go see your coach. Jamie's eyes, like, literally bug out of his head. And he runs to the door. And Joan's like, Jamie, your ankle! It's like, oh, I guess it's healed. <laughs> You're not limping anymore. And Jamie's like, it's a miracle! And he prays to God, like, thank you. Oh, boy. Let's see how this is gonna go. We got the coach here. Is Ted gonna pay a visit at the football field in the locker room? Or, we gotta find out what's gonna happen. I really, I want, I want to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Coach uh, Simpson? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm Ted Lawson, Jamie Lawson's father. Oh, yes. Uh, how do you do? Uh, what can I do for you? Well, I'm just a little puzzled about something. Jamie's name isn't in the lineup for tomorrow's That's game. That's because he's not oh. on the team. Now, I'm a little puzzled. Uh, didn't Jamie tell you he was cut from the team? Cut? That's right, Dad. <sighs> I just wasn't good enough. No, uh, no, no, excuse me, Mr. Lawson. Sure. You hang in there. He doesn't correct you. It's not that you weren't good. Why didn't you tell me? Because I knew how disappointed you'd be when you found out your son's a loser. Jamie, you're not a loser. Thank you. Sure I am. I let you down. No, you didn't, Jamie. You tried your best. That's all anyone can ask. Yeah, but my best wasn't good enough to be a chip off the old block. (laughs) You mean the old blockhead? I knew it. I knew he was not... Jamie, I'm disappointed in myself, not you. I turned into the kind of parent I've always hated. The one that pushes his kid into something he doesn't want. I was using you to be something I could never be. A football star. But you were a star quarterback in high school. No, he wasn't. Weren't you? Well, not exactly. Mascot? Waterboy? You mean it was a lie? Well, not all of it. The part about being in high school was true. Dick. The other part, uh, being a football star, I, well, I only played in one game for two minutes. That's all? Yeah, but you should have heard the cheers when I left the game. We want Lawson! We want Lawson! <laughs> that must have made you feel good. No, the cheers were coming from the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling me the truth, Dad. Yeah. I feel a lot better knowing that you were as bad at football as I am. You do? Yeah, you were right. Like father, like son. Yeah. Okay. When, let's back up here and go to where Ted comes into the locker room, sees the coach. Ted goes in there like guns blazing. Like, hi, I'm Jamie Lawson's father. It's like, he's got a bone to pick. Like, why isn't my son in this lineup? And it's like, oh, Jamie didn't tell you? He was cut from the team. And that's where... Jamie comes around the corner like, oh yeah, dad, he was, he's right. And it's like, uh, 
finally, you know, he's... And he says, I just wasn't good enough. And the coach doesn't say anything like, oh, well, he does say, well, you know, maybe next year. He doesn't say, oh, Jamie, it's not that you weren't good enough. It's not like he's like, I, Dad, I basically suck. It's not the guy didn't say, "Oh, Jamie, you don't suck." No, you can try again next year. He does say, "Better luck next year," or whatever. Hang in, hang in there. And this, I'm happy. This, I gotta calm down because I'm gonna be on the fritz here. Okay. One reason that I don't like how this is basically wrapped up in a Christmas bow package. And it's very sitcom but then again, it's a sitcom. And I guess, what's that term? This could be relevant to the whole unearned. Because the way the whole damn episode, he was harping on Jamie, saying I was a quarterback and I was great and he's like doing all these football, like slinging the low lingo and everything. And it's, and you know, at least when Jamie says face it, dad, I'm just a loser. At least here Ted says, son, you're not a loser. He should have followed that up with, I never should have said you were a loser. Because he says, you're talking like a loser, not a loss. And earlier, it's like, he was making his son feel like utter shit. And I guess, you know, he even says, I was doing to you exactly what parents do to their their kids when they want to fulfill their dreams through their kids. Like, oh, I didn't make it, but my kid can do it. And just putting all this pressure on him. And turns out, I knew he wasn't a quarterback. He He said he was out there for like two minutes. And then he was just off off the field and that was it. I thought he was going to say like, oh, it turns out I was like the water boy or I was like the mascot. He was out there for two minutes. So he went through all the practices. He made the team. And then the, the game, he was there for two minutes. So he was a quarterback. He wasn't a quarterback. He was a kicker, running, what, running back, fullback, halfback. What, what was he? You don't go through the practices. You don't get on the team. You don't put in the effort only to be on the field for two damn minutes. And you say, well, I guess I suck. A coach is not going to waste their time putting you on the team, picking you over other kids that probably are just as good or better than you, and waste all the time training you to just have you walk off the field and say, I I, I can't do it, I'm no good. I mean, hell no. But it just, it irritates me, the fact that he just, he's not owning up to really any others. I'm sorry I did that to you. I mean, he didn't say, well, my dad used to do this to me, or... He's just making up an excuse. All of the stuff that he did, he's just throwing it out as saying, oh, well, to other... I always hated seeing other parents do this to their kids. That's, or it's like he's calling it like a trope of parents living through their vicariously through their kids when it comes to sports. As, that, as if that's an excuse for the way that he was treating his son. But, like I said, it's wrapped up in a Christmas bow. They hug it out. Everything's good. Cleared the air. Jamie doesn't have to do this for his dad anymore. He doesn't have to lie. And I'm just like... It doesn't... (laughs) I I, I don't know. 
it just irritates me so much is the fact that he wasn't even a football star. He wasn't even on the damn team. He played two minutes of a game, if that. And then, I'm sorry, I, I can't, I just, okay, we're moving on. That's pretty much the episode anyway. So, I only do this, these episodes once a month. I can't remember if I did ratings or not for, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I did. I liked this episode. I like that finally the air is clear. I like, even though it was repetitive with Vicky, like ripping stuff up, breaking stuff. You know, those were the only scenes she and Joan really had together. I like the fact that Reggie was there to kind of, you know, be an ear for Jamie. And Harriet, I mean, yes, she's annoying, but I like, you know, she kind of spiced things up a little bit. Kind of like putting Jamie under the gun like, hey, you don't tell your dad. If I'm, or I'm going to tell your dad if you don't take me out. And she's basically, you know, blackmailing him. Um... I gotta say, for this episode, the lesson learned from this episode is be honest with your parents as much as you think, oh, they're gonna hate that I don't want to be the person. And the fact that your parent is even putting that kind of pressure on you to be someone that you're not, then that is their problem. But no one should have to feel scared to talk to their their parent about, hey, I'm not the football star. I'm not the artist that you want me to be or I'm not. No one should have to feel like their parent is putting them up on a pedestal and just putting all this amounts of pressure to be someone either that you're not. But it's okay also if you like something for a while and you want to do something different. Yeah. Oh, okay. I want to see if there's any comments uh, about the episode on YouTube. But before we do it, all right, I'm going to tell you what two episodes I am discussing for November. So I'll do two episodes next month, you know, two episodes, one podcast episode. And then, of course, the season one finale will be in December. And then I'll be starting two episodes a month starting January in season two. So this is the one I told you about, guys. This is the one that's got a different title on here and a different title on the DVD case. So on IMDb, it says Showbiz, aired May 3rd, 1986. And it says, an aging entertainer says Vicky is his daughter. Now here's, I kind of like this one here. Sounds kind of interesting. This title, I don't know why they're different. This one says, Vaudeville Vicky. A vaudeville actor becomes convinced Vicky is his long-lost daughter. Okay. Um, and of course, the real facts of life. Jamie attempts to educate his dad in the ways of love. What? Jamie, what do you know about love, man? You dated that bitch Jessica for an episode? Let's see. Jamie attempts to educate his dad in the ways of love. It's pretty much the same exact episode. And of course, in December, this season one finale, Grandpa and Grandma Lawson learn about Vicky. And here it says, Ted must break it to his father that Vicky is a robot. <laughs> All right, let's find out. I want to see if there's any comments on this uh, this um, episode, like father like son. I lost count how many times Ted said, like father like son. This comment's kind of cute. Jamie to Harriet, you're pushing your luck, woman. <laughs> LOL. That was funny, but you gotta admit, Harriet knew how to get what she wanted.
Another comment. Harriet looked cute in her cheerleader outfit. She she did. She did look cute. Here's some other comments. I used to rush home from the bus to watch this after school. I absolutely loved it. Certainly takes me back to my childhood. All right. So everyone have a great Halloween. And I will be back in November with, I'm going to call it Vaudeville Vicky. And also the real facts of life. So I'll be covering those in November and then the grandparents, the season one finale in December. And then in January, we'll start season two. Bye-bye everybody.